0: Good afternoon and welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together we can all make a difference, and it begins with love, love from the hip. According to the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, about 6 out of every 10 men, or 60%, and 5 out of every 10 women, or 50%, experience at least one trauma in their lives. And it is PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder, which can occur after a trauma. In the U.S. alone, about 8 million adults suffer from PTSD in a given year, and about 10 out of every 100 women or 10% develop PTSD, compared to four out of every 100 men, or 4%. According to scientists, trauma leaves a real physical imprint on your body and rewires the brain. Trauma causes our memory processing system to malfunction. It will instead record signals and encode traumatic memories as pictures and body sensations. This is also referred to as dissociation, where the memories are split into fragments and these fragments act like shrapnel, impeding the brain's natural recovery process. This malicious shrapnel can manifest as symptoms associated with PTSD and increase our chances of becoming severely ill. In fact, according to Harvard Medical School research, trauma, if left untreated, can lead to an increased chance of heart attack, stroke, obesity, diabetes, and even cancer. The three major parts of the brain which are impacted when people suffer from PTSD are the hippocampus, the amygdala, and the prefrontal anterior cingulate. The hippocampus will shrink. The amygdala function increases, which is the center for creativity and rumination, and the prefrontal anterior cingulate function decreases, which is the center for more complex functions like self-development and planning. Trauma puts the body into fight-or-flight mode, and it causes it to release stress hormones to provide bursts of energy while pausing some of the brain's other tasks, such as filling short-term memories. It is also not just our brains which hold an imprint of past traumatic events, but our body's cells as well. PTSD wasn't actually added to the list of mental health issues until the 1980s. In earlier history, it had been referred to as shell shock, combat fatigue, soldier's heart, nostalgia, or war neuroses, all relating and dating back to war, although early literary works describe what could indeed be the earliest form of PTSD. In the Epic of Gilgamesh, dating back to 2100 BC, the main character, Gilgamesh, is tormented by the trauma of Enkidu's death, experiencing what is referred to as recurrent and intrusive memories and nightmares related to death. And then in 440 BC, there is an account of the Battle of Marathon in which the Greek historian Herodotus describes how an Athenian named Epizelus was suddenly stricken with blindness while in the peak of a battle after seeing his comrade killed in combat. The blindness, which was brought on by fright and not a physical wound, lasted over many years. In the late 1600s, nostalgia coined by Swiss physician Dr. Johann Hofer was used to describe the Swiss soldiers suffering from despair, homesickness, sleeplessness, and anxiety. This so-called disease spread to other countries, including America, during the Civil War. Nostalgia was seen as a sign of weakness and only affected men with a feeble will, where public ridicule was the recommended cure. Later in the 1800s, during the Industrial Revolution, Railway accidents were increasingly more common, and so PTSD symptoms weren't restricted to just soldiers. Survivors of railway accidents were labeled with symptoms such as railway spine or railway brain. The APA, or American Psychiatric Association, added gross stress reaction to its Manual of Mental Disorders in 1952. It related to psychological issues stemming from traumatic events but assumed mental health issues were short-lived. And so if problems lasted longer than six months, it was defined as being unrelated to trauma. In 1968, the APA removed the diagnosis, but included adjustment reaction to adult life. Finally, in 1980, after much research into people who survived severely traumatic events, which included Holocaust survivors, war veterans, and sexual trauma victims, the APA finally decided to include PTSD in its mental health manual. The criteria for PTSD was subsequently revised in 1994, 2000, and then in 2013. I imagine the criteria will be revised again with the growing traumatic experiences in our history, from school and theater shootings to public event bombings. In 2017, the Manchester suicide bombing killed 22 people at Ariana Grande's concert. Embarrassed to admit it, Ariana finally spoke out about her battle with PTSD thereafter and revealed her brain scans, which showed the effect of her PTSD on her brain. The real truth is most of us have experienced or will witness trauma at some point in our lives, which will give us PTSD. It is never too late to address these traumas, And just because they happened long ago doesn't mean they have been dealt with. While sometimes it feels easier or safer to stuff these feelings and emotions deep within our being or block out the memories which caused us to feel this way in the first place, that would be not truly living our lives. Instead, we must find the strength to move through the trauma so that we can rewire our brains and our bodies in order to live our best lives fully and completely. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the complete pleasure of having manifestation coach and truth seeker, Carrie Rosno, on my show. Carrie will share her own experience with PTSD, her truth seeking journey coaching program, how to get out of your own way, and more. Plus, later on the show, Carrie will help you if you're feeling stuck. So stick around after this quick break.
1: Ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakura skin Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk eleven fifty.
0: Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast Love from the Hip. That's H Y P. Anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the absolute joy of having Carrie Rosno on my show. Carrie is a truth seeker and global manifestation coach. Hey, Carrie, thanks for joining us
2: today. Hey, Sakura, thanks so much for having me. And where are you joining us from? I am located in Des Moines, Iowa. Des
0: Moines.
2: <laughs> right. right I have been the through country. there. I've
0: been through there. <laughs> lots I hear of, that a lot. Lots of corn.
2: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I want to ask you, where were you during the
2: Boston Marathon bombing? Wow, that is a loaded question. Yeah. I was uh, in the medical tent. I had run the Boston Marathon in 2013. I um, actually wasn't really supposed to be there. It was a cascade of events that led to me running in that marathon. And I had come to the finish line. My body had cramped up and was completely depleted. A volunteer saw me at the finish and thought I needed to head to the medical tent. And so that's where they took me.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: And so what happened?
0: What, What happened after that?
2: So I was in the medical tent when – and this is just shortly after they had checked me in, um, you know, just were stepped – had stepped away for a moment to grab some fluids and we heard this sound and it was like a – like backfire or a cannon. Now remember it's all saints day in, or all Patriots day in um, Boston. So my immediate thought was, what is this? Like, what's the celebration? What am I missing? Did the game get over? I mean, this all flows through my head and I looked up and I caught somebody. We just kind of caught eyes for a second. And in that moment, then another sound went off, but this time it shook everything, the ground, the tent, the world, everything rattled as though the structure was giving out from underneath you. And I looked up and the same woman and I caught eyes and instantaneously, you knew instantaneously. And um, when you know a bomb has gone off, you don't know what to do. Yeah. don't know where it's at or what's happening or what's happening next. And this is the second, are there more? And so you kind of have all of these thoughts that are, you know, rambling around in your mind. And my immediate reaction was I need to find my family. My husband and my mom were there with me and I know that they had watched and I didn't know where they were. Mm. And so I stood up at this point, they had just begun bringing in uh, injured People and um, just the anxiety and uh, the unknown being completely depleted. You've just run a marathon and you've nothing left to give right. at this point. Yeah, no adrenaline. And yes. Uh, it just. I walked myself out. I looked at the volunteers and I said, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I need to go. And I walked out the tent and I looked to my left, which is where, um, my attention was drawn to. And it was actually, I was looking back towards the right at the stands at the finish line. And within a second, I barely glanced over and I saw, a what I called a line of yellow jackets they were volunteers, start running towards me Mm. and scream at me, run, run as fast as you can. And you go from this exhaustion, this depletion into a fight or flight like you have never experienced. I had never experienced something like that. I literally felt like I was running for my life. And I took off down the street uh, only to find my family what seemed like hours later. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. And, and also was the, were the reporters showing up at that
2: time too? No. So we, um, they had blocked off the, uh, area. Nobody really knew what was happening.
0: Mm-hmm. They had,
2: there was confusion. Cell phones weren't working. They had closed off the area for the family to be able to find one another. And, uh, fortunately I, um, had, I actually had my name written on my arm that had, they had done at the start line and somebody hollered over Carrie, Carrie, do you, can I help you? Do you need anything? And I said, I just need to find my family. And Mm -hmm. they handed me a phone and I somehow got through to my husband who had kept me on the phone until he found me wow. and we walked away. Um, that night we grabbed a cab, went back to the hotel and it's like, everything just kind of goes to this, um, shocked
0: mm-hmm. state. Right.
2: Uh, we went to dinner, we went back down the next day. You knew what happened. I knew what happened, but at the same point, I'm, I'm not even comprehending what happened. And the next day I'm wearing my jacket, um, marathoners know you get these jackets at the expo and they're kind of your prize you wear around the next day. And we had walked back down to the, um, to the scene because I needed to pick up my bag. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything. And I'm looking at the end of a street just to the devastation and around me, you've got a corner that's full of national guard and, um, you know, people standing with You know, they're armed on every street corner and news everywhere. Um, And somebody came over and tapped me on my shoulder, wanting to ask me questions. What was it like? Can you tell me about your experience? Can you? And in an instant, my brain, something, a voice inside my head said, it's not your story to tell. And I literally walked away. Um, not only did I walk away from that reporter, but I flew home the next day, hid in the airport. There were reporters in the airport. Everybody wanted to have a conversation. And I kind of walked my th- way through and made sure that I stayed away from anybody who was wanting to ask a question. I came home. And the next day, I made myself a cup of coffee. I got up. I got showered. And I headed into work. Mm-hmm. And I just went about my life. And you just, you, you basically avoided it. Yeah. and so- Well, it, you know, it's interesting. The, the conversation you had prior, the reason why I didn't do anything, I didn't say anything is because there's this idea around what an experience is supposed to look like. Hmm. And for me in that moment, uh, I didn't even comprehend that I had experienced anything because I hadn't been injured. I hadn't physically seen it with my own eyes. I hadn't lost my life and I hadn't lost a loved one. So there was this disconnect between the experience and me. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's in the way that we define or feel that that is supposed to look like as a society.
0: Right. And you feel like you didn't suffer enough.
1: Oh, yeah. Somebody had suffering. it worse.
0: Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Somebody had it worse. Well, I want to get right back into your story, but we're going to take a quick break. But everyone, remember this is a live show and Carrie will be answering any questions if you're feeling stuck right now in your life. Plus, she's graciously giving away a copy of her Wake Up Miracles book to the first lucky caller. So call in 1888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com.
1: What a concept. Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. The Veil is the line between physical and non-physical realities between spirit and matter Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all so they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity but in an effort to make spiritual sense they hope by offering you the listener a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all so join them as they go beyond the veil Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today I have the pleasure of having Carrie Rosno on my show. Carrie is a truth seeker and global manifestation coach. And if you're feeling stuck right now in your life, feel free to call 1 888 298 KKNW or 425 373 5527. So, Carrie, after you got home from the Boston Marathon bombing and you went back to your your regular
2: life, how was that? What happened? It, well, at the time it seemed fine. I, um, I owned a multimillion dollar company at that point, a marketing agency, and, I, when I went back into work, the only thing that changed perhaps was that I had the news on and I was watching everything unfold in Boston from afar, as opposed to being there in the moment of it. I recall at one point, again, not understanding what I was going through, but, um, gentleman that worked for me, who was a veteran said to me, no matter what, don't let it take your joy. Mm. And. I, it still didn't click what I had been through. Right. But it gave me this um, idea of pushing forward, keep moving through, don't let it steal something away from you. And I continued in my work. I never took a day off. I didn't really ever have a conversation around it outside of my family and my home when we made. Touch base on, uh, you know, something here or there, a memory, Mm -hmm. but nothing, nothing really changed. I had changed. I had changed tremendously. Looking back now, I can see that in those moments, it didn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. I felt numb. I had experienced all of these emotions Monday and Tuesday. And almost as though in my sleep, took them and tucked them away so that I could continue in life as I knew it prior to.
0: Mm-hmm. And drown mm-hmm. yourself in work, pretty much.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: So was your family noticing things different about you? or
2: No, and my husband would say it's because I'm very good at hiding things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The only time... And how it ended up showing up for me was months later, two, three months later, I had continued to run. I had an idea, a goal in mind that I was going to go back to Boston. I was going to run that race again and I was going to finish it and I was going to have the opportunity to celebrate it as, as you should. one yeah. should. And so I began running again and then running got harder and it got harder and it got to a point where I literally could not walk up a flight of stairs without being assisted. Mm. I became incredibly bedridden, ill, debilitating headaches, insomnia that would keep me awake for days. To me, I didn't connect it at first. Mm -hmm. I pursued what was wrong with me in the moment and what I needed to do to heal. I went to doctors, specialists, uh, Mayo Clinic. I went everywhere I could possibly think of in order to find the root of what was going on. Mm -hmm. Throughout that process, the only thing I was told consistently was that I was depressed And it never set well with me, (laughs) I thought, "Mm, no, (laughs) not not me, no, Mm -hmm. not depressed. I remember going to one specialist and he propelled me to keep in my search because of one thing he said, he said, you know, I have never known a runner to be depressed. Mm. And I thought, you're right. So I continued to pursue, and it took a year and a half before I started to receive diagnoses, which were chronic Lyme disease, thyroid conditions, Mm. heavy metal toxicities, um, multiple autoimmune conditions, and then they just kept coming.
0: Were you also diagnosed with PTSD?
2: Never. Never. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Right. Right. And I think for me, that's why I never addressed it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the studies and we look at statistics and they say this percent of people suffer from PTSD, I think, I don't know about that. I actually think it's much higher.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that the having gone through or witnessed, experienced any kind of a traumatic event, no matter the severity, could put somebody in a position of suffering. The tragedy of the trauma is not always the trauma. It's in the way we negate the effect or the experience or who we are within that experience.
0: Right.
2: That's the true tragedy. And what I found is over time, through a lot of searching, it wasn't just Boston that had placed me in the position that I was. It was a lifetime of experiences and events that had gone unrecognized, that I had not honored myself or my truth and had compiled within me that image that they say of a bucket that fills up. Hmm. Boston was the thing that overflowed my bucket.
0: And so the emotional and spiritual reasons for your other health issues aside from PTSD was that you just weren't ever good enough or that you didn't know who you were?
2: At the end of the day, for me and for others, which is why I'm so dedicated to the work I do now, it's a misunderstanding of our own worth mm-hmm. and of our significance and honoring who we are in the world that we live in, we tend to discount our truth and bypass it because of the truth or experience of another person,
0: right?
2: We live for other people as opposed to live for ourselves. We please, we, uh, try to prove ourselves constantly trying to measure up to something. So prior to Boston, some would have said I had it all. I would have said I had it all owned a multi-million dollar company. I had three great kids. I was married, a house in the suburbs, the list I had hit every single thing on the list. And then I'd wake up and go, this is it. Like I did everything I was supposed to do. I hit right. all the targets yeah. that I told I was supposed to hit. This is it. Like this is everything that I signed up for. And I wonder how many of us sit in that position because we lose ourselves in the identity of what the world says it's supposed to be. Right.
0: And then we have some uh, traumatic event like what you experienced pull the rug out from under us
2: to make us recognize that. Wow. Absolutely. That's really And my goal, my true desire for people is to not have to have that rug pulled out from underneath them. Mm Mm-hmm. Not have to hit that point or have that event or undergo some form of illness that causes them to have to see themselves in the experience of the life that they're having. Right. It doesn't have to be so bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, with that, we're going to have to take another break. But everyone, stick around for this week's weekly skinny. And remember, you can call in and ask Carrie for advice if you're feeling stuck in any area of your life. 1888298KKNW or 4253735527 On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about what trauma does to your skin. Some of the skin issues caused by trauma are expedited aging, acne, psoriasis, skin dryness and dullness, scarring as well as rosacea. In fact, the National Rosacea Society has reported that emotional stress is the most common rosacea trigger, and studies have proven that elevated levels of inflammation and impaired functioning in the skin have been reported by those experiencing sustained psychological stress as well as sleep deprivation. PTSD is definitely considered an underlying factor in chronic, recurrent, or treatment-resistant skin conditions. The skin is the body's largest organ, so it is no wonder that in the same way when the brain is affected by trauma, it releases stress hormones. The skin, too, releases a corticotrophin-stimulating hormone when stress is sensed. This will then send a message to the cells within the skin that are storing the inflammatory chemical histamine to break open, releasing histamine into the nearby skin cells. As a result of the heightened sensitivity within the nervous system, the skin will become redder, itchier, and can also break out in a rash or hives. When the body is under stress, it will pull water away from the outer layers of skin in order to keep it hydrated during a stressful situation. As a result, the skin will become dry. It will also become less able to repair and regenerate itself and become more prone to scarring. Many people who develop PTSD can also develop trichotillomania, or hair pulling, and or skin picking which are both obsessive compulsive mental disorders. These two actions of obsessive hair pulling and skin picking are done in order to provide the person temporary comfort in coping with the awful negative feelings and emotions related to trauma. Most people with trichotillomania tend to pull out the hair on their head, eyebrows, or eyelashes, although some may choose to pull out hair in areas that may lie hidden to the public like areas underneath their clothes. This hair pulling will lead to baldness, and sometimes permanent baldness because of the constant pulling out of the hair follicles. Most people who pick their skin do so on their face. Skin picking can lead to breakout from increased bacteria as well as scarring. Both of these mental disorders, as well as PTSD, are treated with cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnotherapy, and EMDR, to name a few. Regardless of the chosen therapy or treatment, processing the trauma will help one to overcome the PTSD and the correlating symptoms which manifest on the skin.
1: Alternative Talk 1150, it's good for what ails you. This statement has not been
0: evaluated by the FDA. Welcome back to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast Love from the hip that's HYP anywhere you can find podcasts. If you are just joining me, today I have the pleasure of having Carrie Rosno on my show. Carrie is a truth seeker and global manifestation coach. And if you're feeling stuck, don't be afraid to call 188-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Carrie, how did you finally end up overcoming PTSD and the other health issues?
2: It took a few years. I initially had to really start to trust my intuition. I really needed to navigate, understand that what my body was saying and how it was communicating to me. And I followed a lot of curiosity that led me to this understanding and discovering more around how the mind and beliefs and limitations that we have within our mind will manifest themselves in the body. So it wasn't until I addressed my mind and the situations, circumstances, and traumas of the past until I had to address that before I could overcome the illnesses truly. Medications helped. They Kind of took me from being bedridden into this place of being able to function, but I certainly wasn't where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Once I made that connection and I understood the power that the past has over us when it goes unaddressed, then I was able to overcome everything. But see, that's the scary thing. Nobody wants to address that. No, No. Right? Yeah. I remember having a conversation with a doctor in 2016, and I said, look, I've got stuff that needs moved. I don't need to talk about it, but I've got stuff that needs moved. And I don't even think I knew what I was saying at that moment. It's this idea of, I knew I had stuff that was trapped, but the difficult thing and why people generally don't navigate in this type of true seeking, as I'm going to call it, is because I didn't want to go back and sit in the pain. I didn't want to have to talk about it 150 more times. I'd done counseling before. And I had those conversations and I didn't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And the thing is we don't have to, to that degree, we can sit in and we can address it and get rid of it and release right. the power that it has over yeah. us yeah. and rebuild our lives in this amazing and beautiful way. So I ended up selling that company, uh, last year in just a miraculous way, quite honestly, and um, now have the ability to 100% navigate in the work that I do now and helping people find their truth.
0: Yeah. And so let's go into that. So you call yourself a truth seeker. What does that entail?
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that question. (laughs) Truth seeking for me, I have always been one who has just loved truth and understanding and in the journey that I went through I had to get rid of and release the institutional thinking limiting beliefs what society told me life was supposed to look like and really understand who I was underneath all of it and what I truly desired so the truth that I was seeking was my own truth It was the answer to the questions that I had had, but I'd never spoken. It was the uh, knowing of what it is that I wanted in life. Did I even want the life that I had built? I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I loved or what my hobbies were. Or There were just pieces of me that had gone missing over years, and I needed to find that again. And so that's what I have such a passion around helping people navigate is understanding and finding their value and worth in this world and to be able to honor themselves above anything else.
0: So you encourage everyone to find their truth, correct? Oh,
2: my goodness. If there's ever going to be healing, if there's ever going to be healing for yourself or for the world, that's what needs to happen. And this would be
0: part of your Truth Seekers Journey coaching program, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. So
0: so what are some of the steps in that?
2: Hmm. One is, I'll tell you what you need in order to step into it first, and that is bravery. Hmm. And believe me, if you have been through any kind of experience in your life, and you're sitting here today you are brave <laughs> if it didn't destroy you before it doesn't have the power to do so now right. but it takes bravery it takes courage to go you know what i'm going to watch that movie again i'm going to watch that movie again and i'm going to see what is there and still sticking and to know that you're worth it you are completely worth healing and you have to want it mm. there has to be desire so those are the things that are needed when it comes to a true seeking journey. The basic steps are pretty easy. It's a matter of creating gaps in your thoughts, building an awareness around life circumstances, getting deeply curious about them and diving into the past, mining it for gold Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so that we can release the things that continue to hold us down, keep us small, um, places in a position of illness or anxiety or depression completely release it so that we can take the step to the other side. And
0: can you elaborate a little bit more on creating gaps in your thoughts?
2: Mm, Yes. A lot of people will think of it as meditation. Here's how I describe it. Meditation is great coming into a present moment absolutely fantastic. But you throw the word meditation out there and people will sometimes be like, I can't do that. I've tried it sitting for a half an hour, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes with quiet in my mind does not happen. Mm -hmm. I get it. I was totally there. So what I teach people is this idea of, it's just a matter of creating a gap in the thought. Now, my example I give today is if you're having a conversation with a friend or a girlfriend, this happens to me, I'll be talking with my husband. I'm like, Oh my gosh, do you remember that movie? You know, when they were doing that, what was that actor's name? I cannot, gosh, I can't remember it. And then you navigate off into some other conversation and you step away for a moment. And there's like this brief moment of quiet, just brief And all of a sudden, Ryan Gosling, that's it. That's who it was. (laughs) It comes to you. That's this idea of opening your mind, creating a gap in the thought to allow the universe and to allow the truth within you to come forward. Mm. We have every answer that we could possibly need within us. Mm -hmm. But we create so much noise and so much distraction, we don't have the ability or allow it to come up within us. Now, if we can create gaps in thoughts in order to find Ryan Gosling's name, then (laughs) why can we not create gaps in thoughts to find the truth that sits within?
0: Mm -hmm. We can. Yeah. So in a sense, it's also establishing a greater bond with you and your intuition. Absolutely. And so how would you apply this Truth Seekers Journey coaching program to like our relationships or our career?
2: you may have heard this and I know it's kind of a thing that's being thrown around right now and it's how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. And I find in my work, it is so spot on. Yeah, (laughs) I could look at how somebody unloads a dishwasher and tell you how they navigate their life. So when we step in to this understanding and knowing of who we are, If we create an awareness first, we sit back and we think, gosh, what does this relationship look like? Why is this person treat me this way? Why do I receive disrespect over here? Okay. So say it's within you and your spouse. So the relationship isn't exactly what you want it to be. The only thing you can do to change that relationship is to understand the truth of you and who you are within that relationship. When you do that, the relationship changes. When you do that in your career, your career changes. We tend to get lost in the identity of us. We don't see us within it. Mm. Now, if I have the ability to sit back and say, okay, well, in my past, as I was growing up, love looked judgmental or critical. But is that what love truly is? No. So, I help people grab that understanding of love, what true love is from the universe and shift out the understanding of love is judgmental that they may have picked up as a child. So what that means in your relationship or in your career is that perhaps my spouse was judgmental, but he's not anymore because I'm no longer communicating through my energy that I receive love when it's judgmental because mm-hmm. that's what love meant to me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's quite powerful.
0: <laughs> so so would you say that your clarities and your intuition kind of kicked in more so after the trauma that you experienced?
2: I would say more so. Looking back now, I know I always had knowing. Yeah. I always had the ability to be able to sense things. What happened after the trauma is I got very intentional about navigating my healing, about navigating my truth. And in doing that, one thing lines up, awesome. Another thing lines up, ooh, this is working for me, right? So I'm following that intuition. And each time, ah, that panned out. Ooh, that panned out too. You begin to trust it more and more Mm -hmm. and when you do that the more will open up to you and the more accessible that type of information is the unfortunate thing is that we navigate through life excusing our intuition for imagination Mm -hmm. oh I'm just making that up
0: yeah no totally absolutely Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. well with that we're
0: going to take another break but everyone stick around for more love from the hip no problem. With Astera Skin Care Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skin Care Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at Asteracare.com. That's E S T H E R A, care.com.
1: skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y R e i c h. dot com. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk eleven fifty.
0: Welcome back, to love from the hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday from two to three p.m. If you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having Carrie Rosno on my show. Carrie is a truth seeker and global manifestation coach. So, Carrie, last week I had Leah Rolling on my show and she mentioned how you helped her and also how you sat with her mother. I'm
2: curious, how did you know what was happening? I didn't in the moment. Okay. <laughs> At least I didn't think I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I bring, I have an awareness that I bring to every conversation in a true presencing. So when Leah and I met prior to me meeting with her mom, she made a comment that stuck to me kind of stuck out. And it was, I told the doctors I was going to love the cancer out of her. Hmm. I was like, okay, we'll talk about that. And so when she initially said, I really feel like I might be anemic, I checked in and what I would say is my intuition or my connection with the universe. I kind of, I get, I ask a question, gosh, is she anemic? And I immediately got no. And I said, well, I don't get that you are, but please feel free to go have it tested. I really think that you are adrenally fatigued and that's what's going on. So when I met up with her at the hospice facility where her mom was, and I walked in the door, when she said to me, I went to the doctor and I'm so incredibly anemic that they want to do blood transfusions out my mouth pops, it's not yours. Hmm. And she looked at me, she goes, what? (laughs) And I said, it's not yours what does that mean? And I said, I have no idea, (laughs) but we'll figure it out. Yeah. So this is what I have learned and what that moment taught me, because after I came out with her mom and she and I sat down, that statement she made popped back in my head. I will love the cancer out of her. And I said, wow, I need you Stand up because there's this form of muscle testing that I'll do with people so that they can see what their energy is communicating. And I said, I want you to muscle test. I'm transfusing my blood to my mom. And she got yes, but she opened her eyes and looked at me and then told me the story about having her mom's blood work done and what that revealed and her questions to the doctor. And she immediately was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that before I said it's not yours. Hmm. What I've learned is. When you trust what comes through and what, when you allow those moments of it's not yours to happen, the profound healing that can come from that when we honor the things that come to us. Hmm. So I didn't know initially what it meant. I allowed the information to just pop out of my mouth, which happens on occasion, (laughs) and then I followed it with curiosity.
0: And it was great. You were right. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? So
0: how does one know if they are, in fact, getting in their own way?
2: If you have a vision, if you have a goal, if you are driving towards something in your life and you're not getting there, you're getting in your own way. You're getting in your own way. If you are manifesting. And I say manifesting that vision boarding. If you're desiring something in your life and you don't have it, then you're doing something to get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because in this understanding with Leah and the story that she shared last week, what we can learn from that is the amazing power that we have as human beings. Yeah. She energetically had the power to transfuse her blood to her mom. It's mind blowing, right? If she has the power to do that, and we believe that we have the power to create and manifest what we want in the future, then what makes us think that we are powerless in the creation that is sitting in front of us right now? Mm -hmm. We're not. So if you're sitting in a position that's uncomfortable, you're unhappy, you're thinking, this is it. (laughs) This is what I signed up for. This is where I thought I was going and you're not there then you're getting in your own way. Mm-hmm.
0: You're, you're also a victim when you can create and manifest.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so. the longer we allow the past to have power over us, the more of a victim we become.
0: Mm-hmm. So what is mm-hmm. the difference between what you do and positive
2: affirmations? Positive affirmations are great. They have these, um, this amazing ability to transform over a period of time when done consistently. I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have always been a type A personality. (laughs) So when I see something that's broken, I want it fixed right now. That's how I was in my healing. That's how I am with my clients. That's how my clients typically are. And so for me to sit and meditate for 45 minutes was not going to happen. And to do a positive affirmation for three weeks or a month was also not going to happen. So when I took all of the information that I have learned over the course of years, I was able to transform it into this truth seeking journey where we have the ability to create the gaps in thoughts, provide an awareness, see the limitation that is sitting in the subconscious mind and instantaneously shift it with the universe. Meaning that if instead of the, I don't like myself, or I hate myself, let's be real about it, and wanting to shift it to, I love myself, as opposed to placing that on my mirror and reciting, I love myself, I love myself for the next month, two months, three months, however long it takes, we can ask the universe to just shift it instantaneously. And this has been scientifically proven.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's quantum physics and action that we can change and rewire the brain instantaneously, simply utilizing the universal energy, God energy, creation energy, whatever people call it. Hmm. So instead of three months, yeah, we're talking like three seconds. That's great. So really,
0: really quickly, I was hoping you could share where you hope to grow from here.
2: Mm. I have begun. I have a challenge, a breakthrough experience that's being launched next month. I am in the process of writing a book and my desiring goal is not just to walk alongside people within this truth seeking journey, but to teach people how to take this truth seeking journey on their own so that they can not only do it for themselves but they have the power and the ability to be able to do it within their own family and with their loved ones
0: wonderful and what's the name of the book that you're in right now you could share that as well Ooh, wake up uh, miracle series awesome mm-hmm. and how
2: can my listeners contact
0: you or follow you
2: I am Carrie Rosno everywhere It's Instagram. My website is CarrieRosno.com. Facebook is kerryrosno. So I've made it very easy to find me in all platforms.
0: And it's (laughs) R-O-S-N-O.
2: Yes, Yes. C-A-R-I. That one always throws people (laughs) off too.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being here today and sharing your remarkable story. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: And thank you to Eric, my sensational producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com. And tune in next Wednesday for another Love from the Hip. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.